Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Something that just came out today that I really want to get into is how U.S. tech giants are being duped into giving up data that is being used to sexually extort minors. And this is crazy. It is crazy. And this is a result of the, the overbearing legal system that we have. And that's why I like this story so much, because it, it just shows how afraid or how accustomed Discord and Twitter and Apple and Facebook and all of these other tech giants are to getting warrants from federal agents and police departments that they don't even question it anymore. Mm. They just turn over whatever information is being requested because they don't, they probably don't have the legal team to actually go through all of these warrants that they get on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and the failure to do that is resulting in nonsense like this. So let's get into it. Major technology companies have been duped into providing sensitive personal information about their customers in response to fraudulent legal requests. And the data has been used to harass and even sexually extort minors, according to four federal law enforcement officials and two industry investigators. So it's not mm. even like random people who have been victims of this are finally coming out and saying, hey, this happened to me. No, the government themselves, the ones who created this situation, are coming around saying, hey, look, uh, yeah, this may be an issue. I can imagine if you're some 16-year-old girl of whatever age girl on mm-hmm. Snapchat and someone says, hey, look, uh, I ended up finding out your exact address and I know exactly where to find you and here's your mom's maiden name and your phone number and all of this stuff and they're like, send me some nudes or I'm going to pay you a visit. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to find that these minors are actually doing it. Yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder what they are being threatened with in the event that they are being threatened. Is it some sort of physical attack? Is it that, oh, I'm going to tell all your secrets? To, yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking at first. Like, we found this dirty picture and we'll post it if you don't send us more or well, something like that. I've gotten that. those before. I mean, those are common. I mean, just regular spammers send those out. And mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, fine, post it, dude. Have a good time. Send me a link when you're done. Well, you have a different attitude, I think, about it than That's maybe true. Most your average teenager. That's true. Most people would probably teenager. freak out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely from the average teenager. It just says they're threatening to retaliate against them if they refuse. It doesn't go into specifics beyond that. Mm. The tactic is considered by law enforcement and other investigators to be the newest criminal tool to obtain personally identifiable information that can be used not only for financial gain, but to harass and extort innocent victims. Well, you also mentioned Snapchat was in that list, Well, right? it said Snap. I assume Snapchat. Snap is the owner of Snapchat. Yeah. So Snapchat, as I understand it, is a temporary file sending thing, meaning that you send an image to a friend. It may only last for 10 seconds or a minute or, or whatever. I presume you can select that. I think you can view it twice. Discord, Snapchat, one suspiciously absent place, that would be TikTok. But the rest of these, uh, Google, Meta... Twitter, and I hate calling Facebook meta because everyone understands that it's Facebook. Discord and a no- large number of other big tech companies are being hit with these, quote, attackers who are successfully impersonating law enforcement officers, presumably serving up fraudulent warrants saying, hey, we want information about this person. We want everything you have. And the tech companies are just turning that information over but could you do that to a chinese entity saying you were the united states because that's what tiktok is chinese i suspect they have a u.s division probably Hmm. 
I suspect that they could do that, and they probably, you know, w- the law enforcement agents would probably get what they want. But I'm not sure how much information the TikTok really has on people that isn't already publicly available by going to their profile and looking at their videos, right? They could have, like, conversations, because there is, like, a way to have conversations oh, on there. Oh, there? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I've never used TikTok, so... I, I probably should do that at some point. Free Talk Live is on TikTok, incidentally enough. You can find that at tiktok.freetalklive.com. But anyway, this tactic, this latest tactic of just random uh, uh, scammers and fraudsters out there emailing these tech companies, demanding information, pr- creating fake warrants or whatever, it's impossible for victims to protect against. There's some technicals in the background of how you set up your email system that you can better believe governments probably screwed this up. And so they probably made it so that anybody who wants to pretend as though they're the such and such police department can do that because they have their, their systems set up incorrectly. And that just could allow a spammer to easily get in there and, and, uh, and spoof an email from them. So with these requests appearing to come from legitimate police agencies, it's difficult for companies to know when they have been tricked into giving out user data. Nonetheless, the law enforcement officials and investigators said it appears the method has become more prevalent in recent months. Police departments Mm. are going to have to focus on preventing account compromises with multi-factor authentication. So the, How the hell are the police going to prevent this? Uh, this? Well, this chief, this is the chief security officer at Facebook who's now saying this. So he's he's, he's pushing the responsibility the, onto the police because he doesn't want to admit that this is Facebook's fault. Well, he is. So he's suggesting that the police are actually having their accounts compromised and that these requests are legitimately coming from real police addresses. That's what he sounds like he's saying there. Yeah, but that's probably not true. I I can't it imagine seems less likely to be true. Yeah, I can't imagine how. How I don't want to use the word courageous, how willing to engage in risk one has to be to hack a police officer's official email. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A story about Eric Voorhees, who is the founder and former CEO of Shapeshift.io, which is a platform that allows people to shift to shapeshift one cryptocurrency into other cryptocurrencies for a small fee. At, at one point, they I, I loved to shapeshift, and they implemented KYC, which know is your know customer. your customer. And then they were like, we're going to get rid of the KYC, and we're going to become a decentralized autonomous organization. A lot of people were upset when shapeshift went to know your customer requirements, and it was just this It's understandable. Shocking, it is understandable, but it was also shocking, because Eric Voorhees is a very principled libertarian. He's actually a former uh, amplifier here on Free Talk Live from back in the day, from way back before he was crypto Eric Voorhees, back when he was just a libertarian Eric Voorhees who was looking at moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and attending uh, Liberty Forum. And, and did that's, he? Yeah, that's when we... Uh, yeah, he actually did actually move here for for a time. And then after he founded Shapeshift, moved out to Colorado. And since then, I think they've re move or they moved their well they moved their corporate center to zug switzerland Mm -hmm. and now the corporate center is gone because they again got they got so much pushback and i know he didn't want to do it i mean he never i never asked him personally about it but just knowing eric he never would have wanted to implement kyc so they must have had a gun to his head they must have been that's the general uh rumor that goes around in libertarian circles i think that's probably accurate the centralized autonomous organizations you know some of them work out 
and some of them don't. And so this is actually apparently the very first time that a centralized organization has transitioned. Because normally a decentralized autonomous organization is started from scratch as a DAO. That's, it wasn't anything before. They created this thing out of nothing, and they have a DAO. Uh, the Shapeshift was an existing centralized corporation, a very successful one, one that had been around for many years. And so they interviewed Eric Voorhees uh, over at Medium.com at the official Shapeshift account. And a uh, question, what were the main catalysts behind the transformation of Shapeshift? He says the serious discussion to transition into a DAO began in December of 2020 and continued for a few months with other leaders in the company uh, and the executive team. We communicated it to the whole company in May and then announced it publicly in July of 2021. The decision had three main rationales, one ideological, one strategic, and one tactical. The ideological one was that the ethos of crypto is decentralization, immutability, openness, and borderlessness. And a centralized company is at odds with all of those things. So did the people have to unanimously agree, like everyone in this company had to agree? I suspect it was just the board of directors that had to agree. Were they a publicly traded company? No. Tell me if we've already talked about this, and, I, and I've got a backup topic, but uh, I, I wanted to uh, tell you about something that happened a couple months ago uh, that kind of got passed over. Most people didn't really notice that this happened, but I think it was, I think it was in, very interesting. You remember when um, uh, the, the state reps were having the debate on the House floor about the New Hampshire Independence Amendment, this constitutional amendment that would allow uh, you know, the residents to, to vote on whether they want to remain in the United States? Was that yeah. really a few um, months ago? March, I think, maybe. Uh, the House, uh, maybe. It was maybe early March. Week. Okay. I, I feel better knowing okay. that it was just like, um, okay. Because you say months ago, I'm thinking, wow, this year is really flying by. and That's alarming. Nope. But, but I do remember it, Dave. I was there watching it live with Bonnie. So uh, State Rep Max Abramson was one of the people who stood up to speak in favor of the bill. It was more like he was interrogating the people who were against it. Uh, like he was, he was trying to question... Uh, one of the state reps who had spoken against it. Uh, and he, he brought up Ukraine and was asking, you know, do you think he's trying to ask, hey, do you think, uh, you know, Ukraine deserves independence, basically? Um, and uh, the whoever was in charge of the House at that moment, whoever was leading the floor, leading the House floor, wouldn't let him talk about that anymore. Hmm. Honestly, I mean, it sounds about I, right. I don't completely remember because I remember when Max Abramson went up and I remember thinking, wow, I can't really hear anything he's saying. While Ukraine does deserve independence, um, it's very hypocritical to be forcing us to help Ukraine as taxpayers while at the same time forbidding us from having the same independence that Ukraine has. I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree with the premise, but I get your. I get your point. Uh, I, there's another way to look at the Ukraine situation, and that is that uh, Russia is trying to back up the independence of the Donbas region, who ostensibly voted to secede from Ukraine. Yeah, I, mean, I think a better way to put it would just be to say, you know, if if Ukraine deserves independence, why doesn't New Hampshire? Yeah, because well, most people believe that. I mean, they they will say they believe Ukraine deserves independence, but. Do they actually believe that, or do they believe that Ukraine deserves to exist as a sort of puppet shield of the United States or NATO? Do, 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 they, do they really think that Ukraine should have the independence to say, no, you know what, United States and NATO, we don't want to have anything to do with you. We're going to ally with Russia, because I'm willing to bet that most of these people who are like, yeah, Ukraine independence, if Ukraine allied itself with Putin and Russia, 
they would suddenly oppose their story. Ukrainian independence. To them, it's, it's, it's us political. against them. Yeah. It's not a matter of principle yeah. and actual independence. It's a matter of, oh, yeah. Ukraine's a useful ally in their little, they're saber-rattling against Vladimir Putin. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Everything we've seen from the Ukrainian government is just vicious tyranny. And mm-hmm. they're accusing Russian soldiers of you know mass rape and all this other stuff. And that, that's horrible if they're doing that. I don't know if they're doing that or not. But I do know what the Ukrainian government is doing. And they are clamping down on free speech. And they are now evidently prohibiting cryptocurrency purchases in the Ukrainian dollar, the Ukrainian uh, whatever it's currency, called. whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. And there's something else they did that I shared recently on Twitter. I don't remember exactly now off the top of my head what it was, but it just, I think I said it, they were, that Zelensky was competing with um, the guy in El Salvador, Bukele, okay. for just being every bit as bad as Vladimir Putin is supposed to be, according to Western media, because he's supposed to, he's this former KGB, this evil monster who's all about torture and oppressing dissidents, and that sounds horrible. But that's exactly what Zelensky in Ukraine is doing, and it's what Bukele in El Salvador are doing. So it's like, which one of these three evil people is really the evil person the media is portraying them to be? All of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's just to be my perspective. <laughs> what you're talking about here is sort of the great man problem. The idea that whether they be calling themselves a king or a, a general or a president or whatever, the idea yeah. that is false is that these there there could be... A great man who will lead us all to freedom or whatever it is they, they want to be led to. And uh, no, there are no great men. They're all fallible humans. Bringing the focus back into uh, Ukraine, it's, uh, it's a perfect example of one king, so to speak, one person calling themselves, giving himself a title, uh, just not recognizing the existence of some other kingdom. And... Uh, So what I suggest is that the foundation of all freedom for every land and culture is to accept that there is no such thing as government. There are only people, just other humans. There are, like I said, there are uh, despots and henchmen and kings and princes and all these other people who wish to lord over you well that's certainly true and a lot of a lot of what we try to do here on free talk live is to reach the average person and convince them that you know the the, that joe biden kamala harris all of these people who are ruling over them your, your city councilors your senators your representatives they're just ordinary people that's exactly true, and that's why um, that's why every time someone mentions a title like that, it should be reflected back to say this is just somebody else's made-up thing. Talking about Eric Voorhees here, and it more was... specifically the decentralized autonomous organization that he transferred his centralized corporation from into. Yes, and this happened uh, sometime last year, six months ago. 
And now he's doing sort of a retrospective of how things have changed. He cited that there were three primary reasons for it. The first one, and I don't, it was the white, ideological. The white paper, yeah. Yeah. Which is that, you know, shapeshift being centralized, it kind of runs counter to the whole idea of cryptocurrency in the first place. And I right. tend to agree with him about that. That's sort of why I'm not a big fan of places like Coinbase and Kraken and all of these other exchanges, because cryptocurrency is supposed to belong to no one. It's supposed to belong to the masses. I mean, cryptocurrency as an idea is not mm-hmm. supposed to be, it's not supposed to have a gatekeeper. That's why I always think it's crazy that the government is even, even believes that they have the ability to write laws about cryptocurrency. It's just like, it's not your your thing you set well, out they, it's not owned by a company that you incorporated they're going to try to control anything yeah, that I get, moves i get that but yeah. it's just crazy they believe that people accept that yeah, yeah, the state believes they they deserve a cut of anything that moves and beyond that they, they want to be able to control it rather than just taking a cut because then they can inflate it they, sure they, they can secretly take cuts from it without the average person realizing but they it. can't do that they, they can't can stop people crypto. from you well they want to be able to to do that to stop people by decentralizing the company your role of eight years as the ceo no longer exists how do you feel about that he says well i'm definitely not leading things at this point i'm not steering the shapeshift dow as the ceo which is evident to people it's nice to have a change of pace after a tremendously difficult and stressful eight years separation and closure from that stress having time to focus on the parts of life that were neglected for a long time have been refreshing it has also been inspiring to see that, even though I'm not leading it, other people are stepping into various roles and leading multiple things without central oversight or command. I can simply contribute in big or small ways, whenever and however I wish, and this can change daily or weekly. He says this is a magical point about DAOs generally. Every participant can choose to do whatever they want. Nobody has to come become consumed by work, though they can if they wish. Consider the eternal debate within a corporate human resources department about maternity leave. How much is appropriate? What should be paid? Is In the Dow structure, if a woman has a baby, she doesn't have to worry about asking for anyone's permission for time off. There is dynamism in the ability to enter and exit one's participation level easily. And that's like a, a whole completely different paradigm, right? Like we're talking about something that your average corporate person just cannot even fathom how this could possibly be a functioning organization. I got the misinformation because I thought I was getting the full-on red light cameras that get you for doing 15 wrong things through an intersection. Hold on, Sarah. Why are you buying cameras? No, no, I am not buying cameras. The city is going to put these speeding cameras. They just okay, see, well, I got speed. confused because you said you were getting cameras. You you literally said I was getting speed light, speed cameras or oh, whatever. And I'm so sorry. I, you know what? The, I have a head injury. You know, the, all of your... I got hit in the head and... Uh, well, and then uh, sometimes my... Whatever I think about, that my mouth, mouth don't cooperate. And it's done that before. Okay, I just assumed it was more of this whole thing of, you know, people identifying themselves as the state, the government that overrules them. She does say we, talking about the government all the time. Like yesterday, she said, we made the news because a bus flipped over in New Mexico. She did. That call was horrifying, by the way. Well, I mean, now, I don't know why it took them so long to... They're not allowed to release the the videos of the bus crash until they waited about three weeks, and then I they were able to. 
So now they're talking about putting mandatory, um, um, what is it, seatbelts in all of the school buses. Only the They've been talking about that since I was a kid. They mm. still haven't done that no. yet. I think it's a terrible idea to let panicking parents freaking out because they saw a bus accident determine the policy for all school buses in your city or your state or your country or your county or your wherever to let those people who are in the grips of an emotional panic attack like make those sorts of decisions. That's a terrible idea. I want calm. If there's, if someone else is going to make a decision that's going to affect me, I want that person to approach the situation rationally and logically, mm. not in the middle of a panic attack because they just watched something catastrophic and they're hell bent on doing something, anything to make it go away. We saw the same thing uh, during COVID, uh, during Ukraine. Actually, I made this analogy that. The Ukrainian situation, the sanctions, it was like a it was like a burning building. And I understand why people felt like we have to do something, anything. And the solution they came up with was to throw gasoline on it because, hey, it's a liquid, right? And they were panicking and that was the only thing they could come up with. So sanctions on this precarious situation that's already on fire. Sure. Why not? We have to do something. They're freaking out. And or, the government was telling them, hey, this gasoline might work, guys. Or you could follow the foundation or the founding fathers' recommendations and have no entangling alliances and stay the F out of international conflicts. Well, but that the would United be States ideal. hasn't been doing that for, you know, more than 100 years. What this is is an interview with Eric, uh, the founder of Shapeshift, former CEO. Now he's just one of many. Now he's one of the members, I guess you would use that term, of the decentralized autonomous organization he doesn't have any rank above how does anybody one even else? become a member in one of these I mean, they don't have publicly available stocks right they have so, tokens ah uh, so generally the way the decentralized autonomous organization works is those who hold the tokens have voting power you have to hold it enough to get voting power a certain kind or something the more you have generally and there may be different rules for different this is the way that dash works as i understand it Right. Dash is a little different in that they have uh, what they call masternodes in Dash. So you have to have a thousand Dash to be a masternode. Um, but though there are organizations of smaller holders that kind of come together to gather a thousand Dash between them, and then they kind of share that voting power together somehow. But if you have a masternode, then you have one vote in the masternode votes. But with okay. with most decentralized autonomous organizations, I've seen. It's the more tokens you have, the the stronger your voting ability. That's how I would expect it to work. And I realize that, that that's kind of screwed up. It rewards people for getting in early and on the ground floor and all that kind of stuff. In terms of dissolution of the actual entity, we dismantled it and distributed its assets to shareholders who all received a decent return on their investment, plus a pile of Fox tokens for the future upside in the Dow. We gave control of the product and brand to the community, of course, and we are still a part of that community. Shapeshift is now fully open source. So the way they did this was they took their existing set of employees, their board of directors or their executives, and the down to the janitor or whoever, like the lowest of customer service uh, employees, and all of their investors, and they took some of the Fox tokens, some, I don't know how many millions of them or whatever, and they said, all right, well, this is your severance package to their to their employees, and said, if you want to keep on board and keep helping us with this decentralized autonomous organization – you have these tokens. This gives you voting power. So every employee of theirs was invited to continue in a decentralized manner to do whatever it is they felt called to do with the organization. And they got these tokens in. So if they wanted to say, you know what, I'm out. 
you know, I'm going to go work for Coinbase or something like that. They could just sell the tokens and take whatever cash in from whatever that was valued at in the market at that time. Or they could hold all the tokens or and still go to. work for Coinbase. Yeah. Uh, and or they could use the tokens to vote on the different propositions that the community was making. But doing that doesn't consume the tokens, so they would nope. still have the tokens. Correct. I also want to talk about this Intuit attack where one of their employees, that's the that's Intuit, the owner of MailChimp, and I don't know anything about MailChimp, mm. uh, TurboTax and QuickBooks. Wow, I didn't know they owned MailChimp. They, they do a lot of very important, very high-level financial stuff. One of their employees evidently fell for a really obvious phishing link. And as a result of that, some scammer got access to a lot of information that they shouldn't have been able to get, was able to pose as Trezor, which mm. is a hardware oh wallet, and then things went downhill from there. Oh God. So people like give their hardware wallet passwords or something like that to Intuit TurboTax when they're doing their no, taxes? No, they, uh It sounds to me like, and we haven't, obviously, I'm speculating here. It sounds like they got access to a database through MailChimp for Trezor, because what MailChimp is is a mailing list database. I used to use them until we decentralized from MailChimp and we started running our own mail server uh, to send out newsletters. So like the, right. the Free Talk Live AMP newsletter, the one that I send out to the industry people in the talk radio business, these all used to be on either Google or MailChimp. And now they're all in-house. We have the databases in, in our server. And so any kind of breach of MailChimp would not um, really affect us. I got the latest uh, scoop from Miranda Devine on uh, Hunter Biden and uh, uh, Joe and Eric Swalwin. Uh, he does Joe's taxes, uh, had a couple dozen visits to Joe Biden in the White House, and Joe Biden doesn't know anything about it. And uh, he made deposits as pretty much an insensual business relationship with, uh, you know, a three-way deal here with Joe Hunter and this Swarin guy. And uh, the deliberations are in the grand jury. Two of uh, Hunter Biden's former lovers, the baby mama down there at the um, strip club in uh, D.C., uh, uh, has been subpoenaed along with probably, I would think, Haley, his uh, dead brother's widow that he was uh, shacking up with. Um, oh, I, I understand uh, that all of this sounds terrible, but it sounds to me like an episode of Friends or Melrose Place. Why should I care what these what what these creeps and you know sex hounds and drug addicts are doing? Yeah, well, the grand jury cares and. Uh, they well, want to know who the big guy in my Like that judge in New York that. said, you can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. What, what a grand jury thinks doesn't really mean a whole lot in the United States. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and that, that was from an actual state judge who said that, by the way. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.